Very good. Uh, are you counting me in? <laughs> yes, and you stuffed it up. <laughs> uh, um, hello, everybody, and welcome to The Outside Line, episode number 16. It's been a while since the last one, I think. It has been a while. It has anyway, been a while. I'm Ben. Um, with us, as always, is Tate. And then with us, most of the time, is also Jack. And we have a special guest today. It's... Uh, the winner of uh, round two of the Drift ESA State Series, Mr. Paul Ozzy Austin. How are you going, Ozzy? Yeah, good. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, it was a pretty wild day out there at uh, at the Ben. So no, it's good to be joining you, fellas. It's been uh, it's been a while been a while coming. So yeah. welcome have to you... the shit show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have As your I eyes recov- recovered yet from having to look through that uh, windscreen of yours? Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh... Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> it was like looking through a disco ball or something. When we were in the pits, it wasn't too bad. But as soon as I got out on the track, the sun's shining through it. And it's just it completely blinds you. It is like staring at a disco ball. It's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So um, I guess we'll just go into it. Well, it was before, just after round one when we did the last one. Yeah, we got yeah. lazy, and now we, we're just we, doing recaps. Not yeah, we, we, we've been we've been trying to do like the ones before, and then like it gets to a week before, and we're like, "Is anybody free on a single night this week?" And everyone's like, "We're all busy on one night that never clashes or never works together." So, um, but yeah, it's been a while. Um, I finally entered a competition after like four or five years, so that was cool. And, did well. Um, then I crashed my car, which is less cool, but you know. Here we go. So I mean, sunset. It was inevitable. It, it is how it is. It and um, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to the last few times we do it, the you two didn't like Jack and Tate. You guys didn't drive. Where you, you guys were driving and I wasn't. So I was entered. <laughs> <laughs> it's I was the there with the van, right? It had a cage. <laughs> um, you had the so, idea to do it, but yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Jack, you were in the in the judging tower again. Yes, um, sir. And Tate, you were doing form up and pit release and yeah, everything like that. Yep. So how was how was your experience at round two? Uh, mine. Uh, yeah. Well, it was good. I had quite a bit of fun doing the uh, well the pit release for a little while, getting my action of uh, Top Gun where I let everyone go from the the start <laughs> line there, yelling at a few people. Um, Told one guy to stop sticking his hand out the window because that's how I lost my hand. That was good fun. <laughs> Please did tell me you actually said that to him. I, I, I went up to him because you hear over the radio, he's putting his hand, passengers putting his hand out the window. So I went up and I'm like, do you know how I lost my hand? Like, no, I'm like, do, do you know how I lost my hand? I'm like, I stuck it out the window of a drift car. So let's not do that, okay? He's like, <laughs> yeah, that face. God damn. And then I Savage. smiled just as he walked off. And like, drove off. <laughs> he has no idea if I'm telling the truth or not. Nah. Oh, evil. That, that was good. That's brilliant. But yeah, that was good. I didn't have to yell as, as many drivers as a pit runner. Um, so right, that's always a win. I think that was a, all that sort of stuff was a bit better organized this time. We didn't have drivers sitting up there for too long. Yeah, it Every, was pretty, pretty quick from my end. Yeah, I was, it was. like... I got a real culture shock into how like little time you actually have yeah. in the pits in a competition. 
especially when you're pit crewing yeah. yourself. I'm like, oh, you get Renee's none. like, come, come, dude, like you need to go out the track. I'm like, but I need to go get fuel. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> I have no fuel in my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, the time escapes you so quickly when you're mm. doing that stuff. Um, 100%. Especially if you've only got like you and maybe one or two other people helping. It's just, yeah, it's chaos. Well, the person that came up with me in the morning to pit crew with me, well, it, it was implied, but, you know, he ended up on the wall all day, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that went well. Yeah, we're, we're, it sounds like we're not naming names here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was so, right. But, Tate, why didn't you, you were entered, but why didn't you drive? What, what's happened there? I blew my car off again. <laughs> so I didn't have Wait, a car. Wait, so you were drive. entered a long time ago? Oh, no. I So what what it works out is I did the season pass. Oh, right. Okay. And so it essentially means that I only pay for four rounds and the fifth round mm-hmm. is free. Um, but if I don't enter a round, then it doesn't really change how much I have to pay. Not not enough to even consider doing it. And if you enter, you get to keep your uh, drop round. So by yeah, entering, I got yeah. to keep my drop round. Didn't really affect the, the pricing side for me. So, uh, so yeah, it, so your yeah. drop round is actually a zero now rather than... Yeah, but Stewie yeah. was threatening to say you have to turn up with a car and do a lap, and that's why I wanted to oh, really? the van. Yeah. I don't know if it ended up happening that way. I don't think it did. But he was threatening it at one point in time, and that's why you got the poster of me in the van. Because I'm like, all right, I'm bringing the van. It's got a cage. <laughs> I think. Oh, I yeah. think honestly, as long as I think as long as you're entering and you're actually committing, that's that should be all that's needed. Hundred percent. Yeah. So that was my event. Um, but everything seemed to run pretty smoothly, so I was pretty happy with round two in general. That's good. That's good. What yeah, about you, driver's was... perspective is good. Yeah, no, nah, good, good as usual. Had Sean and Lee um, from Victoria over again. <clears throat> um, both sort of veterans of the motorsport. Um, they're st- I think they're still trying to wrap their heads around how some things work sometimes, but they're they two boys that sort of have their eye in it and um, know quite a bit of information. Um, and no, it did actually run pretty sweet. Ethan was up there helping um, with race control and... Um, Gavin. Um, so, yeah, sort of a few new faces helping with that side of people up uh, upstairs. So that's pretty good. Um, Ethan's always a classic, as everyone knows. Um, interesting fella. And, no, it was good. It was actually give, really good. Give him a little bit of power and see how, <laughs> how far he goes with it. Yeah. yeah. But re- remarkably, like, I've got to give him credit, man. That guy, when he jumps on the mic, like, just for the <clears throat> drivers, like the pit mic or whatever you call it, you wouldn't know it's him, eh? Like, he speaks so yeah. much different when he's trying to be, like, professional. It's actually, you know like, why? I was gobsmacked. It's yeah. his Woolworths voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's Security his... check to Section C. <laughs> Section C, yeah, security that's... check. That's the craziest yeah. thing, Jackson, is that, like, every... I think everyone has that switch, that professional switch where they can yeah. turn it on. Yeah. Um, but it's always a surprise if you've never seen that from a person and then yeah. all of a sudden they switch it on. 100%. Especially a guy like Ethan. Um, just the way he is, like you just don't expect that. Don't not out. expect it at all. And I remember, I remember yeah. someone saying, I think it was last round, someone said something about him being on the mic. They didn't realize it was him, and I missed that bit. And then when I heard it like, uh, the other weekend, it was just like, what the hell? Like, yeah, fair enough. I yeah. think that goes it goes in goes in tune with like the fact that he knows what, like, when work needs to be done. He'll be yeah, honest. that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's nah, why so it makes him a, a good race control. 
Yeah. I think we need a photo of Ethan so people get like a, a true understanding. Yeah, we need a photo Sweet, we need a photo of Ethan put up at this particular moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, those that don't know him. Um, but no, nah, no, nah, it was actually, it was a really good weekend. It was good to see um, a bit of a switch up um, with people's driving, I guess you could say. Um, and to the point where it was a, the weekend ran really well that we could actually, I was going to say, invest a lot more time into dissecting how people drove that weekend. Um, not just going, there's four or five standout drivers. They're just going to win, we know, no matter what. And it was just people were just getting gapped or whatever it was. This weekend, it was uh, a lot of close driving um, and a lot of things we'd actually have to make it a bit more, um, dissect it a little bit more, um, a lot of the battles. So, no, it was actually, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I haven't enjoyed judging for a while. Um, and Stewie sort of... Uh, like already pulled out last minute, so I was gonna help out, but I've had the kids and that that week that weekend, so I was like, man, I want to bring kids, and the kids were really good, and and Gabby was sort of watching the kids and that, so it was really good to have her support as well, and the kids were running around, and then would sit down when they needed to, so that was actually good, um, but yeah, I actually enjoyed it, I really enjoyed it, and the driving was really sort of spot on, um, probably not as many entries as normal. Um, I don't know how many we actually ended up having, but we were up in like the mid, the mid to late, mid to high twenties or something for yeah. Elvana, I think it was. I yeah, think it was more than the, more than the uh, the first round. Was it? Oh, yeah, okay. I think by the time we got to top sixteen, there was about sixteen cars left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of cars were bound out. So, <laughs> yeah, there was... I think I think at the start of the day we were at high twenties. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> yeah. No, like I said, it was a it was a lot of good driving, and um, it gave us a lot of time to sort of, yeah, dissect it. And it was, for me, um, it was enjoyable, which I haven't really been able to, like, judging is obviously a very thankless job, I guess. Like, it's it rewarding, is. but it's not. Like, it's rewarding that obviously, you know, I'm honoured to be there and, and to watch you guys and do do your thing, but it's not rewarding in the in the perspective of, um, a thank, you know, it's a thankless job, I guess you could say. It is a thankless job. I, and I've been there before, Jackson, when I was doing stuff for DCA back in the day. It's, it is it is a pretty thankless job. Like, yeah. it, you, like different people, I think, absorb good and bad things out of it. Like, there is a bit of power involved. So if people are, you know, naturally sort of a power-hungry person, then yeah. they kind of like that part of it. That kind of feeds them and makes them want to go back and do it again. Yeah. Um, but it's if, if you're not very good with, if, if you find com- confrontation or conflict, difficult to deal with then people quickly bow out of judging because at the end of the day you're still going to have drivers complaining about it um people disputing yeah. things or whatever yeah. um it's it's just it's part of the course with exactly judge, right but... i'm like to be honest with you the state series like ever since like obviously i judged g1 and that back in the day didn't have a lot of problems probably had a couple more hot-headed people back then competing um but with the estate series i've i've had a few people come up and sort of ask for feedback which you know, to anyone watching this that does drive, one of the things that people don't, I don't think some people understand is, especially during um, practice and, and, and the battle rounds, you'll get someone come up, I'll get two or three, four people come up after the event's finished and be like, oh, where did I go wrong, man? Or where can I do better? I'm like, dude, I've watched like 120 laps since then. Like, I do not remember where you even, how you even did during battle rounds. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't remember because you watch so many laps um 
and one thing I, I try to remind people all the time is come up and see us or get your spotted, come up and see us before you go out and drive. Because if we're not focused on watching you, we will just watch everyone and at the same time. And if there's not someone in particular that you need to keep notes for or whatever, oh, we'll forget, you know, and everyone does. It's natural. You watch a couple laps and what happened three or four laps ago, you don't remember. And yeah, and the other the other part of it is is your your focus is probably going to be on the coolest things that you're seeing as well during practice. If, for sure, if not, yeah. If you're not yeah. thinking of, I need to watch this driver because they asked me to, um, and you're watching the coolest stuff. So the coolest stuff is probably the stuff you have to critique the least. Exactly right. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and if people come up to you later, you go, oh yeah, well, I don't know. Your, the lap you did with blah was awesome. So just do that. Just do yeah. heaps of that. But if they yeah. say, oh, well, you, but what about this lap? Where was I going well, wrong? I don't, I don't remember that because that wasn't a good lap. So, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing I'll, I'll reiterate to anyone watching this that does either drive or has a friend that drives or whatever. It's like, I don't care if it's your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your sister, your brother, whoever, your mum, your dad, get them to come up and just when you're out on track, especially during the practice, that's obviously the part where you need to be doing the right thing. Get them to come up for five minutes. I know obviously back with COVID and that, it was a headache. We had a phone there. You could ring and stuff like that. And people still ring that phone every now and then, but it's asking random questions about something that doesn't even matter. But for the driving side of it, don't come up afterwards and ask as rudely as that may sound, it's like you need to have it in our heads as, as judges. We need to know if you want feedback on your driving, we need to know before that. Otherwise, like I said, we watch 120 laps of driving and I ain't remembering. Like I said, unless it's something that sticks out, like a new person that's driving really well or a car that sticks out, you know, is really, you know, aesthetically good looking or something like that and you're always watching it. Like there was one car out there, I can't remember the guy's name now, but it was a like greeny blue BMW. Uh, E30, E46. The Victorians. The Victorians. But because that car's like pretty much the same color as my VE, every lap that guy did, I watched just because I fucking love the car. Um, just it was so basic, but the color was wicked. The way it looked was wicked. And yeah, I just I watched every lap that guy did just because I liked the car. Nathan is his name. Um, I reckon. Anyway, so, but anyone else like me and I, you could probably tell me a car or a driver or a name and I don't even remember. If they drove. Mm. That's the shitty bit about that side of it being judging, you know what I mean? But long story short, yeah, good weekend at <laughs> round two. <laughs> yeah. I think another another point with that as well, like the with the with asking you guys for pointers is is something that a lot of people overlook and you guys have probably talked about it on here is if you do have spotters, get them to go into the driver's briefing at the start so they can go yeah. through the judging briefing and they actually understand what to look for so they don't have to hassle you guys quite as much. Correct, yeah. Obviously, is... you're kind of relying on your spotter to be, you know, at that perception level of drifting that a judge is, which is difficult. But if you've got a, a spotter so who's really spot, intelligent, good yeah. spotters are hard to find. Like a good they spotter are, yeah. is so so good. Like yeah. it's such an advantage. Exactly right. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of the guys are, a lot of the guys do have someone have their mate, their brother, their sister, whatever, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, come in during drivers' briefing because I'll see people that I know don't drive, so I know that there are those people. And you know, like Tate, your dad would come up and stuff like that. And all they need to do is sit there and watch two of your laps, and that's it. They need five minutes. And they can either work out if you're on par, if you need to work on this, work on that. And if you want to progress yourself as a driver, then that's what you need to do. You're not going to, I mean, you make yourself a better driver by driving with better people, but also getting feedback from, if you're at a competition, you're at a competition to compete. You're not there to get more track time. Like at the end of the day, 
there's match series, there's practices and all that crap. There's you're at com- competition, you're there to compete. And if you're there just to have fun, that's cool too. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but at the end of the day, competition is is there to make people better and and um, progress yourself. You know, you can drive all you want at Matt Series or practice that, and you can drive like a boss. Um, but if you want to be competitive or uh, or have that different sort of um, it's a different sort of skill set. Yeah, a different sort of skill like, set to be a good party drifter. Exactly right. And but the thing is, like, there's people like Squid and that that man. I don't remember the last time Squid did a pack or anything like that. But for a while there, he was at heaps of competitions. Um, and, you know, truth be told, the guy can obviously drive. But it's a different, st- like, um, mindset of driving. Um, there's yeah. some people like Ben yourself. You know, you went out there, first time you competed in since what? Like DCA sort yeah, of era? Yeah, like Gambier in the 31. So it was yeah, like, what, so four years good, ago? two, three years ago. Um, and you went out there and you drove in competition as you drove, as you drive, any other time of the day, yeah, you know, it took you a little bit to get your car sort of somewhat where you wanted it on the track. Like your first few laps, like I said, you your first lap, you're going off, and you did you straight off the end, and then yeah. you reeled back a lap, and then your third lap got the wall, and you were pretty well on it. Your car obviously was struggling with that first like big sweeper or whatever turn one, but that's just you drove around that, come to the point of top eight with um, fairing. Took him to a rerun, um, and like I said, to you, like I said to you after the event, like the it was a very close battle as such. Um, just the fact of Jason's car was, you know, it was it was more gripped up or whatever it was. Um, that's where he had the advantage of it after the um, after the rerun. But you still drove like you were just driving with Ferran, who's your mate, and you. I don't think to me it didn't look like you were there trying to win because you still drove. At the limit of that car, like the whole time, you can't drive like, that car like you're trying to win. Exactly right. <laughs> but you know, if 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 you would pull it back and you weren't on the wall every every entry, you could yeah. you would you could have I could have told that you were in a in a different sort of mindset. But you're in the still like let's let's put on a show, and yeah. that's why you did do reasonably well. Like with what yeah. you because you didn't pressurize you pressure yourself. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. you have always been like that, even with Gambia and stuff like that. Um, that's what I said, like you in a, in a better car, you, you probably would do quite well because I think you are one of these people that, uh, just don't get put under the pressure. I think, um, whether you feel differently, I, I don't know, but to me watching you drive, um, that's what it looks like. Aussie, like round one, you could tell you were rusty sort of in the competition side yeah. of things, you know what I mean? And it's like me and Stewie saying like, man, he just needs to like knock that rust off essentially and you you sort of you did but you didn't sort of thing it's sort of like yeah around two you come back i don't know what like second practice session or whatever it was and uh bonnet smashes your windscreen and we're just like fuck you know like it's like and and it's right on that point of like fuck it we probably shouldn't drive this car and it was like all right me and stewie talking and we're like goggles on visor down no passengers tape up everything you can yeah and then you know your mindset the whole day was like, fuck it, I've already damaged my car, I'm just going to fucking drive like a boss. Yeah, that was the kind of thing, like, going into the top 32, it kind of felt like that. Like, it felt like expression session style 
driving like it, it that that was the sort of because i didn't know i couldn't tell where i was on the track at certain points <laughs> like if i when i entered into <laughs> turn one much of either. but when i entered into turn one about to, about a third of the way down the course because it dives downhill and then you've got kind of like a little plateauing and then it continues dropping you really you, you don't even think about it when you're doing it but when i had that smashed window i realized like first runs which was my first battles um i realized i couldn't see the apex when i was in that position because it's just yeah. the crack was right in that line of sight and then i was like okay i gotta go based off of muscle memory because i thought i was getting close to the corner so i started slowing up. i was like oh my god i'm so far away from the apex so i had to like extend and it was real messy um, but managed to kind of make it work and that was basically my first two leads so my first two battles were like that and because i was concentrating on that did a miss shift and this kind of stuff and then after then it was basically just muscle memory and i kind of found a way to be able to see through it um and i i used different subconsciously but i thought about it afterwards like i used different markers on the track to work yeah. out where i was and yeah. where i needed to be and all that kind of stuff so i was able to continue on for the rest of the day without that being too much of a drama but i think because of those distractions at least for the first couple of battles that's what it felt like it felt just like expression session after then like top eight onwards it felt like a proper competition it didn't feel like i was you know driving like an expression session it felt like traditional okay cool i'm in competition blah blah blah, blah. that was my mindset yeah. um but it was just an improved mindset on the issues that i dealt with in previous years you know like back when i had that little top eight um mental block um that's like gone like I, I didn't that didn't it started to rear its head and then i just knew how to deal with it straight away yeah, yeah. it was all a psychology thing um so the rest of the day just felt like normal you know obviously i was working around the the windscreen thing but it wasn't like a huge blocker for me once i was from like top eight onwards kind of thing yeah um yeah it was that was it was actually okay towards the end so but it, those first few runs out holy hell that was yeah. scary um yeah Oh, awesome. But yeah, Ben, so how did you go driving? Um, better better than I thought I would. And the practice session was definitely how I thought it would go. <laughs> um, again, going back to like having a spotter, I probably should have um, either like hit you up or um, spoke to someone to like see how I was going. Because definitely throughout the practice session, I felt like I was driving really badly. And I started getting into my head about like, I couldn't do it. Um, and then, like, obviously figured it out for the battles. I just went, okay, I'll turn it down a little bit instead of yeah. trying to... Like, it, was, it wasn't like I was going slower through the pace. So that was, like, I was still flat knackers down the straight, but I was like, oh, I'll just enter, like, five metres earlier and trim the car a little bit more on the entry rather than trying to do exactly what you guys wanted, which was, like, a little flick of a handbrake and get on the gas. Because like, it doesn't... It works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't work. It was too hard to, to get it repetitive yeah um so by obviously dialing it back that little bit i got like really repetitive for the um for the battles which was good yeah but um i actually drove better than i thought i did in the i thought i was like, like every lap i was off like that's why i was like oh yeah no, i'm gonna be on the shit list and yeah sure enough i was so i had to go do some sweeping at lunchtime but going back i went through the gopro footage the other night i'm like oh actually like probably half the laps were reasonable to a point where like it would have been okay and then the other half, I was flying off turn one. So um, it was like, yeah, I thought I was like, oh, it's more like 70, 30, me bucking up. So, um, yeah. Was it just then, overdriving the car? 
yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in competition. I know there's all these like really good drivers and really good cars, so I need to like get every single little of everything I can get. And it turns out, no, you just got to drive to where the limit of the car is, and you know, hope for the best kind of thing. And unfortunately, um, I got a little bit too keen. I tried for the first time to foot brake in the battle against Farron because I had a bit of an awkward entry, and I had like 3,000k street driving rapids on the front with I don't know how much pressure in the back and brand new triangles with 16 psi in the rear. And as soon as I touched the foot brake, it was just like, <laughs> and the guy... <laughs> so um, yeah, not not the smartest move um, on on my part, but yeah, like um, I had a fantastic time. And then the, that expression session at the end obviously got really, really hectic real fast, but um, as it does, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I had a great day. It was um, really good to go back and, you know, experience the other side of the fence because, you know, it's been, yeah, like four years of commentating now. So going back and actually, like, party drifting and stuff, like, it's fun. Like, you go out, yeah, every time I go to all that Matsuri or something like that, I'm like, oh, I'll drive with other people and then I end up driving with you, Brody and Jamie because, like, we all drive together all the time. Mm. So, you know, it makes you go where you're comfortable kind of thing. So it was good going the point out. Point in that, though, yes, that always does happen. But mm. the thing that sucks... I did that prac the other month. Not a yeah. single person would tandem in pro group or prac. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. Like, I, like we, can get, we can get into that when we talk about the Matsuri stuff yeah, later. Okay. But, like, we'll afterwards, the, but yeah, we'll the, the, the people not wanting to, to tandem so much at the, the, the events. But I thought it was a good opportunity, like, doing a competition. I was like, oh, I'll get to, like, drive with other people, like, yeah. you know, because I'll be yeah. forced to drive. I think other than Farron, everyone else had already driven with, like, in the past. Like, I had Mayello. Um, he got PTSD as soon as he heard it that he was battling me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, um, I spun in front of him uh, basically a year ago in the um, the, uh, the Battle Pop car and um, smashed his door. Um, uh, Davey Clark. Actually, I hadn't driven that much with Davey, so it was really – I would I drove with Davey in practice anyway, but, yeah, had to, I had to battle with him. Um I drove with Woody in practice, had a battle with him. So, like, it was just, apart from Farron, everyone else I'd already driven with in practice. So, it was it was actually pretty good. But, um, yeah, no, super fun, super enjoyable. I still hate my car. It's not, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, um, I'm going to do some stuff and try and figure out some way to try and get a little bit more grip into it. But for now, it's just um, patch it up and do Winterfest, I guess, will be the next event. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak for the other guys, but. I was definitely. I didn't realize that you'd made it through to the top eight, and then we were all when we were all lining up to go out, and I saw you. I was like, "What? <laughs> like your first comp back, dude? That's so awesome!" I was mm. super proud. Like the the fact that you've been out of competition for that long. But then as the thing is, as soon as I saw you in there, I was like, "Well, of course," because I remembered you from like all your all your competition stuff from Mount Gambier. You were mm. always on it, man, and always on doors. So yeah, and always they, having to battle the number one qualifier. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah, always, always. So no, that made it made total sense that that um, mm. that you'd made it through. But no, that was it was awesome to see, man. Awesome to see, especially yeah. especially with the lineup of drivers that we had. Getting into the top eight now is is super hard. It's yeah, really I was difficult. like, the original plan was like, like aim for top sixteen, like top sixteen will be happy, and then like if I made top eight, I'd be like super ecstatic, and you know, so it is what it is. And then yeah, obviously, um, getting to the point where it was actual like proper battles where like you had to like be on kill mode, I still like mm. have that little bit of a deficit to make up. But other than that, it was it was wicked. It mm. was fun. 
I was real proud when I come and yelled at you to get in your car. Going <laughs> to go out on track for the top eight intros. I was real, real proud of you just then. Yeah, that's good. It's good. Well, at least, at least, um, one of the bloody outside line guys got up. There. <laughs> I was waiting for. It. I was. I was like, nah, gonna it's it. gonna happen. Like, it'll be like you know, just like Jack and Tate. Like, we go out. We're like, yeah, no, nah, sweet. Like, you know, we're gonna go out and do a comp, and then I was gonna be like, I'll be like twenty second or something. But, uh, yeah, no, I was happy that I managed to to do a, a decent run, and I knew that layout was gonna suck for that turn one with my car as well. So it is. It's not an easy layout, and like I said, your cars, just the way it drives, you can see it's. It's a shit box, yeah. That yeah, turn one to, is to... not suited <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. It's no, funny it's... people saying they're like, what's like Sean and Lee, they're like, what's it got in it? I'm like, I don't know, like DC coils or some sort of XYZ coils or something in the front and like chopped caravan towing springs in the back. They're like, <laughs> <That's right>. what? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and then they're watching it like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, yeah, right, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Lee shouldn't be any stranger to that. The the, yeah. the suspension he ends up putting in his in his streetcars is uh, yeah right on par. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, another thing, obviously having you on Aussie, um, you are like a very storied drifter in terms of like Australian and South Australia. You've been around for like ever, like you know, since the dawn of time, basically. So. Too long. Yeah. 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 Um, obviously, saying you're old. I've ever yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You, you're old, <laughs> but you're I'm, old. I'm trying to be nice about it. <laughs> um, can you give us a quick, like, five minute history of Aussie? In Ooh, terms give us of your life. resume. You, you, what's, your, what's your drift resume? Because okay. yeah, obviously, you won this round, but like, you have been around forever, and you've always been there or thereabouts in terms of like finishing up the top, finishing high, sure. you know, winning stuff. So like, it's not like You've like spent ten years down in the wallows, and all of a sudden just popped up randomly for a round. Yeah, so yeah like, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you know, give, us, give us a quick oh, rundown of of Paul Aussie Austin. Sure. Okay. So, well, back in my day, so I started <laughs> in what two thousand and three, I think I first started driving. Um, so two thousand four was first competitions. Um, did sort of competitions in a pretty basic uh, CA one eighty for a bunch of years. Ended up um, sort of graduating from that. Got friendly with a few of the right people to be able to compete interstate and stuff like that. Um, got lucky enough to get a drive with Wheelworks to go into um, uh, Drift Australia back in the day. And immediately before that, I've sort of bought a upgraded the car to a, a JZX81 uh, from Japan that was like built pretty pretty nice. Um, didn't really compete much in that, ended up sort of getting that wheelworks drive pretty soon afterwards. Um, drove in Drift Australia for that season. Um, and then I was doing some stuff down in Tasmania with my mate Barnsley, um, sort of borrowing cars down there and stuff. He ended up with a workshop and later on ended up uh, sort of competing with stuff down there. But pretty soon after Drift Australia sort of died off because of the GFC and everything, all of us started to go into Japan. So um, we sort of went in 09 to sort of say goodbye to drifting, really. Um, most of us, so this was uh, like myself, Ben Pertel, um, uh, some of the other boys from Tassie, uh, you'd know Lindo um, and a few, few of my close mates as well. Um, and we sort of went to Japan, like I said, to kind of say goodbye to it. Um, at this stage, Stewie had been going over, I think, once or twice. Um, Fink had gone over once or twice, I think, as well. Um, so we all went over as a group. And rather than it being like a goodbye for us to go to Ebersu and go to like our Mecca, 
that just rekindled everything and made me go, okay, well, can we just keep on doing this? So we just kept on doing that. We kept on going back to Japan every oh, six months or so. I think I went over like six times, six or seven yeah. times in yeah. a few years. Um, and then started competing back in Australia after 2012. 2012 was the last uh, Japan trip. And they were wild, just insane trips, so much fun. Um, and we just cut the cars up, send them back home and, and sort of cover our costs that way. Can't really do that anymore. Too many people have ruined it over in Eversu for us, unfortunately. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so after that, started competing back in Australia again, doing mostly stuff in Tasmania. Ended up buying another um, chassis a, a few years later with a, a just a 33, bit of a beta, was defective. I remember that car. Yeah, oh, but yeah. It, it had been around. It had been around the yeah. Adelaide scene a lot. A lot of people knew it from back in the day. Um, as an old JMS customer who just used to throw money at them to build the car. So, um, yeah, that that ended up sort of being my car to just have some fun in. It was a beta. I treated it like a missile, and it it ended up looking like a missile very quickly. Um, and that was what I was using when I was doing judging for DCA. So I didn't compete in anything apart from Tasmania for quite a while. Um, and then ended up winning the championship down in Tasmania in 2016, I think. Um, so won a few rounds down there and, and won the championship and then, um, bought the Salady, uh, as a role, as just a bare shell. Um, and then sort of built that up. Uh, with all of you know the experience and stuff, I knew where I could cut corners and where I couldn't cut corners with it. Um, and then, yeah, I've been using that car ever since. Um, so a few people have um, have helped me out with the setup on the car. Like obviously, my my experience sort of lent to the setup of the car. And uh, because I've because I've got experience with a lot of different style setup cars, a lot of different chassis and stuff, I can adapt fairly easily to a car that isn't driving so well if it's complete crap then obviously it's going to be real difficult to drive but if it's got a few little issues then i can normally drive around that so that's how i was kind of using the salady for quite a while and then you know slowly built up the setup on it um it's still fairly basic the setup on that car is not insane um but uh yeah i mean it's not a street car let's put it that way but it's not like you what people would consider to be like a high level competition car it's still it's not fairly, a race car race car it's like, not a race car man like it's it's, it's still like a, a like a an r200 in it or is it yeah it's still look still r200 like it's an s14 cradle that's about the you know that's that's yeah. probably the most fancy thing i've got for group in the back is it's a CD009, wow. so it's not a fancy race box or anything yeah exactly like like, still basic gearbox you know it's not crazy power it's like 330 of the wheels which i know a lot of people consider like big power but it's you know in, yeah, in the light like, of in light of what we've got in competition and it was one of the slower cars even in a straight line out like, like the other weekend like you need to be like around that mark at a minimum yeah. for L1. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, so it's still a fairly basic setup, which I kind of like because it means that if something does break, it's it's pretty easy to to replace it and to fix it. And, you know, drifting's not a full-time thing for me. It's not a full-time thing for anyone here. You know, it's, it's still a pastime. It's still a hobby. So um, I've always said to everyone who's asked me, like, how do you continue doing it for this long? And I just say, well, you know, if I can afford it and it's still fun, I'm going to keep doing it. That's it. That's what it comes down to for me. Um, and as long as the fun factor is still there, then I'll, I'll continue doing it. Like I took a year off um, last year 
because I just got burnt out the year before because I was, you know, helping out with Drifting SA, organizing the events and stuff like that. Granted, I wasn't having to do heaps, but it was just that on top of work and organizing the events, getting the car prepped and, and stuff like that. Um, but obviously the sponsors that I've got now are helping out a lot with those sort of pain points in between rounds, which is brilliant. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's it, like I said, as long as it, I can still afford it and as long as it's still fun, I'm going to keep doing it because it's just the best. So, um, 100%. yeah. And obviously this round just passed has sort of cemented that a little bit more yeah. for me that I should continue <laughs> doing it. So yeah, round one was tough, but, um, uh, but I, I learned very quickly and that was thanks to you, Jackson, really, um, you, Sean and Lee, um, just telling me exactly where I went wrong. And then I was like, okay, cool. I just won't do yeah. that next round. That's fine. Um, and I think for me in round, the last round, I think it sort of came down to me cutting my yeah, line we, and diving we, in um, on people. I don't know who ended up telling you, but it was in the top four or whatever it was. And we were saying like, the only thing we, you were lacking was, yeah, you were, you were entering and <clears throat> sort of coming in shallow compared to where we want you to be and it's like aussie just get wider and boom did it straight away like yeah so no that was cool to see like you said yeah, you're exactly. like being able, being able to be adaptive but again like if, if you had had a spotter up there earlier in the day or something like that or even just send a message asking that's something that we probably all noticed during the day is that you were coming off the wall early compared to like miller for example was coming in and going as deep as possible and then coming back across that was too deep, but that's where yep. he we end up having to pretty much say to him, like, you're, you're sort of too deep, it's you're too backwards, you know what I mean? It's too much for a chase guy because it's making is the rest of the correct, line yeah, for the chase. So, whereas yeah. you were too shallow, and then there was a couple of people that were pretty well on the money. Um, uh, but after someone mentioned it to you, it was like a noticeable improvement, mm. so yeah, because I know that for the rest of the day, I wasn't on the wall, but I was closer to yeah. the wall. I was getting getting to that distance, that proximity. It's a bit hard wall, to but... get on the wall when you can't see the wall as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> a factor. It's a factor, right? But, but for me, I think I think the biggest difference that I could see was just the the fact that when I was entering, it was I was pretty much buried on the throttle yeah. straight away yeah. and all the way down the mm -hmm. hill. And that was that was about finding a happy medium for me in terms of the line. Exactly like right. if I got too close to the wall, then it wasn't it wasn't as smooth to do that mm -hmm. all the way down for me for whatever reason whether it was just my driving or the car setup or whatever um regardless the most comfortable for me was being like you know a meter meter and a half meter and a half off the wall maybe yeah. and then just burying the that's right, all the way down you know the you'd get to that rate of angle you'd stay there it was consistent throttle like you said pretty much all the way down the hill whereas i'm going to use, use miller as an example is he would come in big obviously big aggressive flick but he the car would almost straighten back up and then He'd like take two bites. Yeah, so corner. like back here and then yeah, pull the front so, around and then go. And yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, all right, that was wicked when you and Jake could both do that last year or whatever it was, year before, when they were both doing it exactly the same time. It fucking was sick. But for everyone else, you almost got to like pull it back just that little bit because otherwise it doesn't make mm. for a clean lead lap, which means the chase guy yeah. gets sort of put off. Because of you're, you're kind of slowing down yeah. aggressively yeah, and then continuing back on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But everyone else in the um, in L one um, end up in the finals. What have we got? Aussie Dale Scott and Mr. Farron. Farron, I think it was fourth. Farron was fourth. Yeah, Farron was fourth. Um, yeah, yeah. So Scotty ended up third, obviously. Yeah, and that was that was real cool to be able to share the share the podium with those two as well. Because yeah. obviously, like Dale and Scotty have been the benchmark for 100%. us in SA for for so long. 
Um, but yeah, to share the podium with them, that was that was real cool. Yeah. That was, and to have battled both of them in the finals as well, that was even cooler. But yeah, um, yeah it was a shame Scotty had that issue on our rerun with his car binding up and stuff like that. That would have been nice to be able to complete that um, uh, to properly, properly complete win. that battle. I guess but, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but but that was but the battles was you cool. had with Dale were like they were like proper ding dong battles too. It wasn't like yeah. you, know, you, you just had a gimme the whole way yeah. through. Like, oh no, you yeah, really, you really did earn weekend, it in yeah. the final. That's for sure. That was the interesting. Yeah, that was that was the wild thing for me. It was like I, I didn't even think about it at the time, but I thought about it afterwards. It's like not, neither of us really made any huge mistakes. You know what I mean? Like mm. not, not none of us had really wheels off or anything like that, and um, or at least I don't think we did. But yeah, it was like it was they were pretty clean battles we obviously it came down to mistakes that each of us were making exactly right and that's throughout, like, like i said that's, mistakes, that's what but... i was saying with the judging side of it it actually made it really good and really fun like to critique that like to have to dissect it mm. so much um you know whereas obviously round previous when it was cam and scott uh in the finals it was like cam's fun both times it's like yeah. Well, that's. It was like a. It was so just it was like sort a, of foregone like, conclusion. It was. It was very anti. Yeah. Whereas you guys, yeah. it was like, fuck, right, like we're watching the replays again. We're like dissecting it, and and you know that's one thing I learned from Krista Jager when he used, used to come over and did a few rounds with us, is the dissecting part of it. Like watching the run backwards. I've never ever done that. I'm like, watch a replay, and it's like literally, watch the run in reverse. It's so weird the way he explained it. But ever since he told me that a couple of years ago, it's like that's when it gets to that point of having to do that. It's so it is. It's almost like fun to be able to do that. To be yeah. like, all right, these guys are like at the top level where we're literally like, yeah, having to critique every single thing. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Like it is. So you're like playing it in literally reverse. in reverse. Like in you reverse. watch. You, you, is you that know. because it like disassociates yourself with what you normally? Yeah looking at it makes you look at other yeah. things yeah, yeah right. so um it's just that. like and and just and i guess you see effect before course, yeah it's just like replaying it how did they get to that point like how you know if there was a mistake or whatever like obviously you know course, only course, chris would have come up with something like that 100%. <laughs> but yeah no it was actually it was actually the first time i think probably since he was over um you know that that we've had to sort of, well, to me personally, I've had to do that, you know? Um, yeah. So that's really cool. It was pretty good. That's really cool. And the other three boys, obviously, yeah. Like Dale, Scotty and, and Farron, like all pretty, you know, pretty crazy drivers. Farron's been driving pretty good uh, everywhere he's gone lately. And um, yeah, like he's always, he's always just over for the party. Same sort of thing. And you, you know that the way he drives, he doesn't change the way he drives. He drives like a maniac in practice and he drives like a maniac in, um, in competition and it's it's wicked to see because he's you know as, as many people probably give him a bit of shit for for what he does it's like he he is like just loving it like loving drifts like it's you know you sort of see those people that are, they're either in it for i'm not gonna say fame but you know they're in it to make a name for themselves or or they're just in it to have fun whereas he's like obviously built a brand and a business out of it um and the other stuff that he does but he's all for drift as well like He's super yeah, like he thinks obviously oh, one yeah, of those yeah, people yeah. that is, he's like his whole life revolves around drift. Farron, I think, is the next sort of um, like Fink was a few years ago. He's you know now it's Farron. You know, to me personally, like running Keep It Reet, you know the boys that help him do the Keep It Reet stuff like that. They're just so passionate about it. Like Josh and can't remember the other guy's name, but um, they're just so passionate about it. And obviously in Victoria, more so with the events that they run, it's so cool to see them just fucking pumping it like. 
yeah. and him coming over and still driving and driving like he doesn't care, like sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. Like he wouldn't be doing, he wouldn't be coming over to Adelaide just to promote the business if he wasn't loving. No, doing that's it, right. You know he, I mean? like that's... he loves coming over, and he obviously, you know, what Drifting SA has been able to to build over the last couple of years is like people can love it. Like they love coming over. Yeah, man. So it's not just the driving; it's not just the drift itself. It's the people. It's the it's the atmosphere. You know, I'm speaking. I missed out like Saturday night, but it's like the atmosphere on Saturday night. Apparently, was like pumping. You know, like music and it was real yeah. good. The music was a big, big changer in yeah. the vibe, particularly Adelaide. Hundred percent. Like music, as stupid as it sounds, music can change your whole mood. You know what I mean? Like even as spectators, Absolutely. like just having something just to pump you up. If there's nothing happening on track, it's just like everyone's just pumped. So yeah, no, it's wicked. Yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, shout oh, out the to drivers shout on out Saturday to night. Sony. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Dude. sorry. The uh, of the Saturday night, I was having to calm down all the L two drivers because <laughs> they were trying to run trains and they were going through the uh, the bloody speed on speed gate, the start yeah. line, which is for L two is basically just as you pop up the hill. And they were like flying through there trying to do four car trains and they're not allowed to do that. And I'm just like, slow, the, slow down. Right. down. Here. But, they're, but they were bloody keen. They were trying to put on a yeah. show. That's awesome. Uh, so L2. Talk, talking about L2. Mr. Quang. That's two, Quang. two in a row for him yeah. too. Dude's killing it, man. Is it really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because he won round one that's as well. Fire. That's awesome. <laughs> Who would have thought an FCR X7 would be last two rounds to start with, right? But also, <laughs> like he can, that guy can drive. Eh? I've never ever. It's ever so seen good to him. see, man. See. Well, he's been building up because he's been doing them the L2 now for a little yeah. while, and he's been working. He's like, people go, "Oh, now he, he, where's he come from?" But I've been talking to him for a while. He's been, you know, struggling to get, you know into the 16 and now then top eight and now he's you know spent the time and and got the prize basically yeah yeah that's awesome it's so and it's so good to see a rotary up there because it's so rare it's so rare to see a rotary up there in competition just in drifting because from every sorry just in drift it's like itself you know just seeing a rotary oh true yeah yeah let alone a competition, mm. right? Because um, every I've never driven an FC, but everything I've heard from people is they are the one of the most difficult, one of the most difficult Japanese cars that aren't rear mounted mm. um, to actually drift, like to to drift consistently with and drive real snappy with massive angle. Yeah. Those kinds. Of, that's what I've always yeah, heard. Same. I really want to drive one at one point, but um, but yeah, I've heard they're really really hard. Yeah. So that's uh, even more to the point. That's really cool. It is nice to have something different. Like, yeah. did we have an FC RX7 and a BMW in the final? Was that, or did we not get a final? No, we didn't get a final. Um, Rick didn't get a final. Um, no, Rick had a. Is it S13 in that? Um, Winter, Winter, yeah, the scene for him. Is it oh, yeah. not Winter? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, Big Lens. Yeah, Rick Big Lens. Uh, I can't remember what it said on the side of it. Um, yeah, no, he. I don't remember what happened. No, but he, yeah, anyway, he didn't make the final. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know, um, Quang obviously sort of won by default, I guess you say, um, which he was spewing about afterwards. Eh? He's like, man, like, would love to actually have a battle. But, yeah, the way those two were driving, 
I don't know, it could have been anyone's game to be honest with you, but Quang's, yeah, definitely definitely been on point. Hard to believe the right tree win, wins on reliability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's> a... <laughs> it's, a, it's a real 787 base story. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, we had Jaden in third, yeah. so I think his championship's probably going pretty good yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and he's obviously another guy who has, you know, he's sort of been there obviously uh, for a bit, uh, but he's sort of, you know, turned it up a little bit. He made his car look a bit better and or a lot better and that's, still that's drives hard. He's done the opposite of everyone else. He's made his, like, you know, he's, he drove the, the, the one it was black, he drove all right. Normally, someone makes their car all pretty and they drive it like yeah. shit because they're all scared, they're scared to break it and make nah, it like, he's... you know, oh, I've just put all this work into it. And he's he's gone and remade his car and he's like the last two rounds he's driven the best he's ever drove. Like That's awesome. That's really so, rare, hey. Yeah. yeah, it's super rare. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean if yeah. it's a, if it's a really experienced driver, then they'll often not give a shit. Like they'll just mm-hmm. whatever they know that it's gonna get beaten up anyway. But it's those guys, like you said, it's those guys who've been there for a little while and then yeah. they paint their cars, then quite often they'll yeah, they'll tone it back a lot and ruin ruin the fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like I said, um, I don't know, a couple of other decent. Yeah, who's some other standard? I can't say this for once because I haven't yeah, I I didn't watch all day. I was in the pits. Yeah, so yeah. like I said, I, I said it before, um, Nathan, I don't remember his last name, but he had the um, the bluey-greeny E36, I think it was, from Victoria. Um, I think standout for me because, I don't know, I just love the look of the car, um, the colour and everything. Um, he, and he also, he, he did drive really well. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Like I said, you watch so many battles, man. I, I honestly, like I said, it was a very um, consistent weekend. I think, as in, like there wasn't any massive standout drivers or anything like that. But everyone was just driving really well. Like just mm. overall, um, even the level two guys, um, majority of the field um, were driving pretty well. Couple of guys in level two cool. that. How do you find the pace zone? Because when I spent twenty minutes listening to Stewie explaining the pace for level two, briefing, or... the level two one, how did that end up going? <coughs> Look, I didn't really get to the... watch much, but it looked like it was going to be. It, I think it was. Um, guys seem to be reasonably adaptive, reasonably quick. The thing that always sucks with level two is ninety percent of the time they're lower powered cars, and the run ups always like shorter or a bit more awkward. So sometimes it almost does the polar opposite of what you think it would, and it makes the battles. I don't know, like, as a driver, to me, it'd feel like it'd make it harder because they had half the run-up, they had a weird awkward coming out into the um, out into the straight sort of thing, and that turn one corner, you do need quite a bit of pace to get around it. Um, but probably 90% of the field, they sort of made it work. Um, mm. Probably not as close. There was only a, a couple of guys who were reasonably close, whereas a couple of the layouts in previous rounds, the level two guys have driven like their level one drivers. Like, on-door... On transition, like real, real good. Um, but this round, they're probably a little bit more spread out than they normally would be, um, and I think that is maybe because of the the pace zone. Um, a couple of guys sort of probably didn't listen in briefing and like would cut the corner and stuff like that as a lead car. Um, so it got a little bit messy a, a few times. But um... what I noticed with that one was um, guys didn't seem to realise because the inside cuts so yeah. much you had to be the actual like really speed far back when you're next to each other is very different like the lead car has a lot more pace 
than that, the chase that's car That's what does. I was worried why, when, when she was explaining. I'm like, unless the chase car comes out of that like infield section, like five car lengths behind and actually can just watch and then range up onto him, that's not going to... Nah. That's the only way well, you could What, it, what it seemed to me was that the lead car was actually going faster. Mm. And what would happen is the chase car would come up and they would meet. But as soon as they met, the lead car had so much already speed, got the momentum. Oh, yep. so what the, the chase drivers needed to do was essentially pull out in front of the lead car and then have the lead car go by. But yeah, none of those guys. Which is guys super are... awkward to time. It's yeah, like, well, it's, it was it's awkward to time, but you need really to have difficult. the skill and the knowledge that yeah. L two probably don't have so much mm. to firstly notice that and then yeah. pull it off. Well, yeah, because so like I stuffed that up in in the L one speed gate on my first battle with Davy as I jumped him too hard at the start. And he was slower than I was expecting through the actual pace only bit. And I've come out in front of him, had to get off of it and then back onto it. And then by the time that's happened, he's already gapped me by like three car lengths. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Because like, I feel like I had that pace zone dialed other than that. Like I really had it, had it figured out about using it how like I've always tried to explain it with those pace zones. It's not about jumping the car in the pace zone. It's about coming through side by side, but with more speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with momentum, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, other than the battle with, with Davey where I, I jumped it by accident instead of doing it how, how I wanted to, every other battle, like, even, like, with Woody, like, I entered within a car length of Woody and he has, yeah. like, 200 kilowatts more than me. So, like, it's it's good. It's a really good system if you know how to use it. And I think this, this round, um, that pace zone was so much better this round than previous rounds that I've competed in on that layout. Yeah. It was way, way, it was way more, it was way easier to be consistent with it because mm-hmm. we used the tire stack on the inside. Yeah. Because yeah. when we yeah, were yeah. just using cones, the cones would get knocked out. It would just, and then because we would be going through like top 16 or whatever, we we're just trying to pump through battles yeah. and no one would tell who was driving would mention it to the start line because we'd all forget by the time we get up to the start mm-hmm. line to tell them one of the cones is down people in the tower wouldn't notice it. And then you just be able to fly through. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't consistent. This round was, I thought it was spot on. I'm that, pretty that... sure I clipped that tire stack on one of my runs. Did you? Like <laughs> I was boogieing through that pace. So. Yeah. yeah. And that does make sense. Aussie that like, like I said, the, this round to me, watching the drivers, like I said, everyone was, um, was really good. And it was like, overall, everyone was really good. There wasn't anyone yeah, that was, yeah, like it was really consistent um, to the yeah. point of like I enjoyed watching pretty well every battle just because it yeah. was and, and that sort of makes sense if, if the thing that is the first thing they drivers have to do is come out of that pace zone. If that stayed yeah. consistent the whole day, the driving obviously stayed somewhat consistent and everyone was able to drive at the best of their ability because uh, things on the course weren't changing. Exactly. One of the big points with that is that when you're, let's say I go out for a lead first and it was in one of the previous rounds or whatever. Um, let's say the, the I knew that the cones were knocked down and I, you know, went through at the normal sort of pace. When I'm about to flip over and go and chase, I'm now thinking, okay, well, he doesn't have the pace cones there to block him. So he's probably just going to bust through real quick. Yeah. And so I might like do what kind of Ben did and try and go a little bit further forward because I think he's going to come through it with higher pace. As soon as I know, as soon as it's consistent, you don't need to worry about that. Because exactly right. when you're when you're chasing, like when I was battling Dale and pretty much everyone in in all of my battles, I would basically sit kind of here 
yeah. like alongside and a little bit back just so I could easily see my peripheral when they were taking off yeah. and just go with them alongside and then they would start to eek forward and then enter. And that worked perfectly. That, that I just kept on doing that every time, but it's because that speed gate was consistent yeah. and that speed gate was going to be give us the same results and the same restrictions to everyone every single time. So exactly right. yeah. Um, yeah, tip of the cap for that one. Um, let's keep doing it that way, I think. Yeah, sweet. I put the cones out, so I'm taking this as a cone. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good work, yeah, Tate. Nice. Good work, Tate. Good work, and, Tate. And Stuart well did something too, but, you know, <laughs> mostly me. I was the one risking life and limb out the back of the van, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. Um, is that pretty much it from round one, I guess? I think, I think that's every oh, round, round two. From round Sorry, two. Yeah. Yeah, um, got a few other little bits and pieces. We had. High I think that's the longest we've actually spent talking about a round because normally <laughs> we're like, not not no one of none of us have driven or we've all driven like crap. Everyone doesn't want to talk about. Everyone just done. wants to skip yeah. onto the next subject. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, like I said, so, it definitely, uh, I it guess... definitely for me, it was definitely one of my favourites for a while. That's awesome. Mm. So I had high tech the other week. We had two SA boys win. We won both of the uh, pro and both pro, of the pro and pro am. Yeah. Yeah. Pro and pro am. Yeah. Uh, Dale, he won pro, and we had Bo winning uh, pro am, which is pretty. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. cool. Good to see Bo yeah, so um, yeah, and pro am isn't like it's not like it's full of you know. Oh yeah, they're like level one players. cars. Like, just, basically. Yeah. Pro Am at high tech is the car level of L1 in state series, and that it's a very similar tire rig. So it's a um, I don't know if they've got sizes for for weights, but it is a radial limited class. Whereas the pro class is the big boys with the um, with the semi slicks and stuff like that. So that's where the um, the people go out and break their drive shafts and break the gearboxes and break everything in the drive line because they've got. 265 millimeters aside of semi semi slick goodness. I have Absolutely. two nine fives. Two nine fives, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Basically. anyway, I wonder what Dale lots was using. Of millimeters of lots of grip. I wonder if Dale was on probably two radial. sixes. That'd be interesting to know. Not sure. He probably was. Mm, probably. That's the thing with Dale is like anyway, as his, as his yeah. driving goes, he knows he knows how to chase someone into a corner. He knows how to. That's mainly because of. You know the state series. He knows where to where to place himself before the, before a corner, so he can gather people up. So tires still play an enormous role, but you know the yeah. difference between like a two eight and a two nine five can be diminished quite easily by yeah, by your driving sure. style. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, his car does it still have a GTR rear end? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't yeah. think that would stand up two nine five. Semis. Uh, GDR, GDR rear ends are pretty tough, man. Um, That's probably one thing I, with yeah, Dale, right. though. He's not a um, real, what's the word, like um, mechanically harsh Aggressive. driver. Yeah, he's, yeah he's true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's true. That's very true. It's not with the water yeah, you barriers. watch some of his driving, you can see. Yeah, you can see he's been through some blown gearboxes before by his, by his in-car footage. You can sort of tell he's gone through that before and he doesn't want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't want to see Charlie and his dad do it again. You mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's running what PPG in his yeah, 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 PPG box. Yeah, yeah. So no, he's he's pretty alright. Yeah. It's interesting um, water barriers that they decided to run out there. Interesting that's some scary shit. Mm. Yeah. That is some scary shit. 
Yeah. Watching, like, I saw the video of Ferran go off, just shoot off, and that car stopped very immediately yeah. when it started hitting things. And, and those, that wasn't even water barriers um, as well. Those were empty too, weren't they? Oh, they were just the carcasses. They no, they, I think that was. I think it was with Ferran going off. I think that was into tire stacks. Oh, that was yeah. into tire stacks, was it? Yeah. Yeah, because that was yeah. on the on the after um he cut the corner to catch up to Dale. That's really slow. Yeah. Yeah. Dale, yeah. Dale, got Dale <laughs> at the final clip. Yeah. Into because Ferran box. Ferran was that, having clutch that would be issues. A stack over there, for sure. Yeah, because it because it's a it's a burnout pad down in the center. Yeah. So they've got the burnout pad, then they've got a guardrail, so they have to have tyres there. So it's good that they had tyres there, because otherwise Farron was going into a straight-up guardrail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's like um, the... What's the the, the wall? Amala, the opposite side of the front straight. It's got a sticker, Kumo wall, that's right. It's not Kumo wall anymore, it has been Kumo wall for like 10 years. Yeah, but... um, That one. It's the same thing. Like it's a wall in the middle of the track. Like you're gonna have to have tire stacks around it. Like it's a, otherwise bad things will happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, an odd, it's an odd place to go off, but I can see when you're getting caught. You well, can see that, how it happened. That, I think it was a forced like bungee at the end there. Yeah, I, I think, think it's there was a, a, it's a, a, a yeah. clip on the end there. Yeah. So oh. he's come up on Dale, and Dale's gone across to to finish the lap Correct. on the other side. Oh, of the track. Yeah. I didn't I realize think. I actually had to. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. It's, yeah. I, I think Dale said it wasn't as harshly judged as obviously the rest of the clips, but it was a clip at the end. Like, was so it, was that would be like really anticlimactic for the crowd, I guess, if they just fed it straight uh, through fair. that last corner. Up yeah, because then because they, they, if they've got the crowd up over the top of the hill, you yeah, can only really then see the first corner, and that's kind of it. Then yeah, they kind yeah. of disappear behind the hill. That yeah. makes sense. I think last year they had because uh, I'm in the like the D, uh, high tech judges chat, and I think they were saying last year or the year before, whenever they ran last. Um, they, uh, I think they had tire stacks on the track last time, and they're like, hmm, Martel's like, maybe, oh, yeah, clip. like to like force you yeah. to go around it, and then Martel's like, nah, not this year. It's just mm. probably don't put them on the track. And then obviously there's, yeah. I've seen a few posts of Martel put up of water barriers like well, they, they on the freaking track, you know, yeah. like and he's moved them back yeah, two or three feet, that. and you know, very similar placement to the tire stacks that queue up. Yeah. <laughs> on the right on the edge of the track, yeah. So yeah, just and what Malala used to be. One thing quickly I want to chuck in, like I don't know, people that obviously aren't in the know, but the one thing I want to notice, everyone noticed lately, is like with um, Ferran and and Dale, that sort of banter that's been going on between them. That's like I'm just sitting back and watching it, and it's that's probably one of the I want to say not the coolest things I've seen for a while, but. The, the memes and that, that have come out of it, that's something that I have not seen in drifting, I don't think ever really, to be honest with you, but for a very long time at least. Um, and it's like, it's so... And it's good It's, it's good banter, well. you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, harmless it totally banter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I want to see more of that. It's good to see from Dale too, because yeah. he's normally a little bit more stiff, Like, we always sort of... Like, you you <laughs> expect it from Ferran, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, 100%. But like, for, for yeah, Ferran, totally for Ferran to just dig enough into Dale to get Dale to actually start yeah. responding to it, it's, it's, it's pretty I good. Want, I just want to chuck a yeah. comment in that, because that's um, I've been seeing some of it, and uh, yeah, it's, it's good banter. It's it's actually cool yeah. to see. Like you see a lot of that and stuff in Speedway and, so and, and stuff like that. There's a lot of that sort yeah. of stuff, but you know the sort of yeah the banter between them is pretty cool. Dale's next team sticker has to be a snail. Like it just has to be snail camp. Yeah. <laughs> Dale's a snail. But now nah, Bo Bo as well Bo Gagliardi. Um, 
good job, like really good job by him. Um, yeah, I remember. I think he went over to Winton. I don't know how long ago it was. Um, I don't know what was it. High Tech as well. Winton. It was high tech. He did the, the, the track and almost. Fuck. Yeah. Really he went, wrote that yeah. car off. So to to go back and um, obviously different layout, but yeah, to go back and and smash it like. Good on him. Like Bo can, Bo can yeah, drive cool. for sure. Cool. He got what top top four in. I reckon it was top. Well, was four. Two. He did well in the SA round too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, it's good to see Bo and see his car finally. You know, you not finally, but you know, being somewhat um, reliable. Being not catch on fire. Being not on fire is, is a good start. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, him and his and his old boy and, and the boys put a lot of effort in that car, and and it's a, such a fucking sick car. Like I love it. Um, and it's good to see it sort of come together for him for a round, and um, hopefully it continues on for him. Yeah, it's good to see him enjoying it too. Like that, that was that was one of the things I saw with him doing some of the state series a while back. It was just uh, I could just see the joy was getting yeah was getting sucked out for him for for various reasons. Um, but it was it was always scenarios at the time that were just that were just hurting him. I think yeah. so. It's good to see him actually enjoying doing it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'd be, it'd be hopefully hopefully we we'll see him come back for. For the state series, but um, yeah, no, it's it's good to see him have some success too. Yeah, sure. And I, I've I've got a that car's got a soft spot for me with uh, being close to an eighty one. So yeah, yeah, it's good to see. That's it. Yep. All right, so we can go circle back to where we were before. Um, obviously, it'll be what next next weekend is um Matsuri. So Matsuri's back on yeah. again. By the time this comes out, it'll be this weekend probably. Yeah, but yeah, well, you know, it's the yeah, it'll be this weekend. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, there's been a bit of a, a, a hoorah, hoopla about um, what is or isn't allowed with cage regs in terms of pa- uh, passengers in tandem. So obviously, um, Matsuri is run by Malala themselves, and they run it under Double ASA, and Double ASA until was about probably three years ago, three or four years ago, used to be the cool kid on the block um, mm. in terms of like what you could and couldn't do. Cause like cams, which is now motorsport Australia, but cams is pretty, pretty strict and pretty stringent on, um, well, you couldn't have passengers and stuff like that. So the whole point of Matsuri running on the double ASA was so we could have passengers and stuff like that. Um, their cage rules were very relaxed. It was very, you know, similar. It's similar to what races is now in terms of, like, what you could get away with in terms of drifting. Um, and then I'm assuming some people must have got hurt somewhere because all of a sudden ASA flipped the script and went, no, no, you know, we're, you know, cam schedule J cages, all this, all that, rah, rah, um, harnesses and all that good stuff. Um, but, of course, everything is open to interpretation when it comes to regulations and stuff like that. Um, stuff even like the harnesses, where it's a a four four strap harness that only needs to be three points and stuff like that. So because obviously you can run the, the two um, shoulder straps to one point. But things like that obviously open to interpretation. The biggest one of has been um, in terms of side intrusions. Because the, obviously the regs haven't changed since they changed originally. And you need side intrusions to tandem, I believe, um, but not for passengers. Be the cage for passengers, but to drive with other cars on the track at the same time. It's that way or one way or the other. Mm. But basically, you needed a cam schedule J equivalent cage 
and whatever the races appendixes is that, but it's the same thing in terms of material and design and all that stuff. Um, and <laughs> sorry, I've got some distractions in the background right now. You know, I have a webcam on, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. So, Kane, it's not naked, it's fine. But um, the, the Valhalla stuff basically has said um, ADR, like door bars are fine. And basically, we had the sign saying that we had door bars in the car. So, obviously, if your car was complied, it has door bars. Some of the other cars, maybe not so much so. But basically, they, from what's been going around lately, which I don't think we've even got an actual proper confirmation about from Malala about what actually is. It's just been messages and things like that screenshots uh, apparently and... you have to have a, like actual cage door bars now to tandem oh yeah. that's why everyone's going oh i don't know about matsuri now but i think it's still like 70 entries so far and still a couple oh, that's of good. Years ago, so that's good but uh yeah that's that's basically the gist of it mm. but, and we're pretty uh, notorious for coming in at the last minute so hopefully yeah yeah and I guess it's just the thing is like, not that Malala's getting like sloppy and lazy with event promotion and stuff like that, but like the Malala Matsuri wasn't even announced until like three weeks ago, I think it was. Like they gave us like five weeks' notice. Wow. In terms of like, like actually, like I found it somehow like skipping around through the website from like a, going to like click on to register for a prac. And then you could click on there. It had you might also be interested. And there was the Matsuri thing with the date and everything on it, but it wasn't on the actual calendar yet, and it hadn't been posted on Facebook and all that stuff. So, you know, I don't know what what the go is with drifting Amala, but it definitely like we're losing a lot of practice. We're doing day practice now instead of night practice, mm. which kind of suck. Well, not kind of suck. They do suck. Like night practice is so much better vibe. Like no one wants to drift from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Like it's just. I did one of them, and it had zero vibe yeah. it was it's not good it was, yeah it, it terrible turns, like if you want to go out and do a shakedown on your car for an event coming up or something like that it's, it's really good because it's yeah. day, daytime and you can see and you're not cold and stuff but in terms of like vibe which is what fracks are about it was there's no vibe like i said i, I yeah, did one a little while ago and no one even wanted to tandem it was it was wow yeah, but so Matt Series have been like that for a while as well. Like, yeah, everyone started going, oh, we should buy Commodores because the only people out there running trains were the Commodores. And, um, yeah. All right. <laughs> like, if you're, if you're, in, going, if you're level hey, one at Matsuri or Driftpack or whatever. If you're in A group, you should tandem at a minimum. Like, it should, should be at least oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're but just like, taking yeah. up track time. Like, you're last, making other people wait. Yeah, the last two prac, uh, last to back series or practice whatever i watch i spent most of my time on turn one with my back to the track just talking yeah. to people i'm like it's not even anything really interesting to watch it was just a good excuse to go oh i know my friends are gonna be there so i'll just go there and talk shit <laughs> rather yeah. than even being super interested in what was going on in the track which is kind of sad yeah it's interesting it might be it might come down to management you just don't really understand that that with the, the reason we like the night practice because of the vibe because mm. they're mindset of the people who might be managing that now might be more around similar mindset to or they might be thinking that drift is similar to like normal circuit racing and normal yeah. circuit racing practices are always during the day at the night they would hate it yeah. they would I fucking hate it i don't understand what's going on with that too because basically 
a drift pack was tacked on to the end of a circuit day. Yeah, like a circuit yeah it always day. was, yeah. So you had this, you know, they were almost double dipping in terms of like, you know, you had the staff out there for one day and you yeah. get two events out of it. Now they're running a drift pack in the morning, then either nothing in the afternoon or something very small. It's like, mm. what's, the, what's the, I don't understand why they're doing it, to be honest. It's, yeah. Well, no, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's, it makes sense for day practices for people who want to just shake down their car or test their car or whatever. But bugger all people want to do that. No, Most people no. just want to go out and drift with their friends. It's yeah, not, and, it, and, that, and that's what I'm and, saying is like, have, if their mind, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like if their mindset, if their mindset is, if they're thinking that it's more like circuit racing, they're dead wrong. Yeah. They're just, they, they need to be educated in that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I'll, obviously uh, that's going to be coming up soon. It would be good to, like um, Ben said, to get a calendar out of Malala. Yeah. Because yeah. most years... I don't even like, know if there's anything calendar. happening for the rest of the year. Like, do they, do they you've not have to go one on anymore? their website and actively check, which yeah. you have to yeah. think to actually do rather than it be there. Mm. It's, it's yeah, interesting. Because, like, yeah, Malala was usually, it's been like the last few years, they've been on the ball, they've released a calendar, like this is what's happening all year. Yeah. And like even last year, where they when they took a bunch of pracs out, and it basically went to, if there was a Matsuri on that month, you didn't get a prac. To yeah, now it's, it's like kind of fine, yeah, which is kind of fine. Yeah, like, especially when we like... have like we have a lot of drifting in SA. Like we never died down. Like you know, we have five rounds of a, of a state series. We've got drifting SA running. You know, three. Matsuri's themselves with Winterfest and Locktoberfest and um, was there a third one or is it just two? I think that's year? it. I think there's only it's two. It's just the two this year. But also we've got the Skid Pan Days. We've got like, um, you know, the Skid Pan Day with a mini comp, which was like two weeks before round two. Like there's just always stuff happening, which is also... Yeah, and you've got everything away. on the up at X-Park as well. So Yeah, and then you've got, yeah, X-Park's open every second week. I think Jimmy's going to be running a comp. Oh, I think it's mm. June weekend he's going to do it now. Because uh, we yep. were going to have that in July. Is it like June? It's June. I think it's June 11th. Yeah. It's the the, the uh, Queen's birthday long weekend. Uh, what's it called? Some stadium drift or something he called it. Yeah, yeah stadium. Um, yeah, Jenny I, stadium drift. Yeah. I haven't heard an official statement from the Drive to Five guys, but from what Jimmy posted in the Xbox page, it looks like that's not no longer going ahead. Yeah, there was uh, there's an official one now. There is an official one now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought yeah. the same thing, and then I seen something today. Okay. Well, yeah, I, he well, just I said he's gonna. He said he's. They said they were gonna postpone it, so they didn't yeah. say they were cancelling and cancelling it. They were just gonna yeah. postpone it. Yeah, um, but we all know time. postponing means when mum says maybe when you wanna buy a chockey. <laughs> <and you're laughs> well, I'll think about. So it. I'm not. I'm not sure what's gonna happen then yeah. with with the guys who have entered. I don't think he said in there what's what's happening. He'll probably. They'll probably talk to, to the... someone asking okay. about refunds and said yeah. they'd get refunds. Uh, yeah. So yeah, okay, cool. Jimmy, Jimmy's event is June 11 and 12. Okay, yeah, cool. so that'll, JDMX, that would be... Stadium Drift, King of the Park. King of the Park. There you go. King of the Park. So, um, yeah, so that'll be yeah, the June long weekend. Is this the uh, one Stuart yeah, was saying it's going to be like a... Uh, make your I don't mind. know if that's just don't... both of them having so. moments of brilliance okay. at the same time and then... What, what's going on with that? Because what Jimmy seems to think, well, what Jimmy posted was it was going to be a layout and then the layout would be reversed. Okay. Like at some point during the comp, I think it was like top eight or something like that. So that's cool. That'd be pretty cool. It's more yeah. 
creation of him. Ed. <laughs> so, last thing we've got on the list here. Ben's frozen. frozen. Ben's frozen. <laughs> All right, so last thing we've got on the list is uh, Tita up in uh, Northern Territory. Are you doing that? Jack? Nah. 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 I've been meaning to go for like the last five years, but... No, it doesn't line up with uh, my schedule for this year either, again. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of money. Um, it is. They're offering, I think it's $500, which yeah, is they're a, always really a lot of money and, and good help, but that's probably still another, what, I guess two grand? Correct, yeah. And there's, but there's, and there's enough there. blokes, there's enough blokes that we know up there that, like, you can normally get accommodation pretty well easily sorted yeah. and that kind of thing but yeah like you said that it, there is still it's a big investment it is such a fun event i've been up there before um the guys up there are brilliant um and it's nice to get a break from adelaide weather for a little bit up there when it, when you're in the middle of winter so um i think if, i won't be going this year but if i do hey ben he's back Hello. um back. But I'd, I'd love to go back within the next couple of years and just spend like a couple of weeks up there, kind of thing. Just make it a holiday, get away from the winter down here. So yeah, um, I think I think if that's what you're gonna do, like you can't just go up there for the weekend. You gotta yeah make a week or ten days or something out of it, which is what yeah. I really wanted to do last year. But again, it's just every year it's sort of a, just I don't know, shit timing, I guess. But yeah, timing's difficult. Yeah, I'm, like I'm in the same boat. Every year I'm, like, I'm, I'm gonna go to state. I'm gonna like, do a week away. We're gonna do this. And it's like I broke my car. I've got to fix my car. I'm, I'm poor. And now you can't use reason. now you can't use COVID as an excuse either. Yeah, like, I'm just yeah you walk. can fucking travel again. It's yeah. shit. I mean, it's not <laughs> shit. It's good. But like, you, know, you, you were I saying, Jack, you wanted to do like a QR Archie mission at some point. Go up and try and hit those within like a week of each other, which would be sick. Yeah, well, I, I, got I still a want to drive Rayleigh. Message on the download. I want I got to a message do that. on the download from Fink saying to keep the end of. When is it? End of November. End of November. Yeah. Mid to end of November. So I'm assuming he's going to run another somewhat decent yeah. event up there. So yeah, you've got something like that. that. Cool. Like I want to go to Tassie still. Like um, I know yeah, there's yeah, to be yeah, Tassie. Tassie. Awesome. I think there's a mention of a Ritsuri sometime in October down there. Yeah. I don't, ben, I think. if you do it, um, make sure you've got a streetcar. Oh, every car's a streetcar go... in Tasmania. I, well, every, every car's, car's a streetcar for you as well, <laughs> so that works. So yeah, yeah. yeah, look, I, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to Matsuri. Um, Bo's talked to his uncle or cousin or whatever it was. He's he's going to hopefully have some fresh fiberglass goodness for me. And I'm going to try and make figure out how to make Speedway fenders not look like shit. <laughs> so they're going to look like shit, oh, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, dude, we'll but, figure if, it out. but if you do do Tassie, um, you got to do all the target. Yeah, I know. I know you've there. got They're a little, um, a little compendium of um, of cool, of good shit. <laughs> um, I know heaps of people in Tassie just like through like you know drifting and online good. gaming that like I need to go catch up with. So like I was gonna like you know basically do a week Tassie road trip and finish it off with an event somewhere. Either yeah, sweet. Be, it's such think. a beautiful place down yeah. there, man. So that you know, that's obviously, but you know, it's the hopes and dreams, and we'll see if I don't spend all my money on other stuff. <laughs> Although I, I have an accountant that. now, so that's good. That's oh, scary. That's, that's probably positive. That's <laughs> <laughs> scary, yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Um, they're gonna look at your your bills and just be like, 
dude. $900 he does. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like walk in with a stack of tires. It was an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I want to see you with a budgeting coach. A budgeting coach. Oh, good. no. Yeah. No. He, they just run out of the room screaming. <laughs> you, make, you make how much money and you have no money. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's on this noodles. on your list? What is, what what's a Milano, Ben? <laughs> no, what's, no, what is no. This? I am almost Milano free. I sold. I've made <laughs> some good money on those. I I I did the um the Elon. I bought them all and then pumped up the market and then sold them. <laughs> and then sold them. <laughs> and and so you a, did an LZ. Basically, pretty, what you did. I don't think LZ sold all. He still hoards it all, doesn't he? I do. Oh, yeah. He's a hoarder. He just. Yeah, oh, no, that's um, Hurt from Hoonigan just takes photos laying on all of his wheels. The world's most expensive yeah. mattress. Most expensive and uncomfortable mattress. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. All right, well, that's all of Tate's list that we've gone through. And actually, we, like, we're like well into it. Well, actually, no, I don't have a timer anymore. I'm, I've been... Uh, one minute, 35. I've been in the... So one hour, four minutes. One minute, 35. All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> We're just halfway intros, through the intros. Intros, 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 intros. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, thank you for joining us, Aussie. Um, it's been a blast. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me. If you've got any socials you'd like to plug, I know you have Aussie JZX on Insta, but anything else? Any sponsors you'd like to give a shout out to as well? Yeah, um, just thanks to Hardtune, uh, Crown Opinion, Acostal, uh, Iron Chef Imports, Garage 7, um, those guys for helping me out with uh, with round two um, and all the guys who are out there helping me, um, just uh, Joel and Dylan um, and just Drifting SA. Like if it, if it wasn't for Drifting SA, obviously, um, you know, we wouldn't be having the fun that we're having right now. So um, and they, the events that they're putting on are just so good. So I really appreciate that. And it's helped. It's I think it's helped South Australian driving um, to no end. And now it's starting to um, influence some uh interstaters as well so yeah it's just really cool to see um the sport in its current phase in south australia and in australia in general i think we were talking about it before just the camaraderie right now and just the vibe that everyone's having out there is just so positive and it's it's awesome i love to see it so especially considering i've been around the sport for so long it's just cool to see it after this long for it to be um in the place that it's at right now is just brilliant so yeah yeah, no, awesome. Sweet. Well, thanks, man. Um, of course, everybody else, we're our normal people. Big thank you to Will behind the scenes as well, Mr. Chamberlain. Yeah, thanks, Will. He's thank you, um, Will. obviously you watch the if you watch the live streams from Drifting SA, um, he's a big part of what happens behind the scenes there, and uh, is one of the reasons why the um, the DSA series has become so well known. And so watched is uh, the quality of that live stream between him and Marcus and Ben and and all the guys um, working behind the scenes um, to to do that. And of course, we was with us here making the podcast slightly less terrible than um, when Tate. At least now, like the things are like equal and even and somewhat proper, rather than the the first few, which were really, really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, Thanks, now, now it's just, hey, it's just the content. Props, props to Tate, because I've got no idea how to do any of it. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Will. And um, yeah, thanks again, Ozzy, for joining us. And um, of course, big thank you to Jack and Tate for coming along for another adventure in yep. us. Oh, and Winterfest. Winterfest is coming Oh, yeah, soon. do Winterfest. Um, 
Uh, July? We don't really know what it is. July something? Uh, uh, end of June. End of end June. Of June. Eight, oh, yeah, end of June. Was, so, like, like 23rd? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the maybe. last weekend of... Um... End of June. Go to the bend. Check driftingsa.com. Driftingsa.com.au. It's got it on the front page because I keep go checking there. it. Or go to facebook.com slash driftingsa. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at the Outside Line 69 You can follow us on Instagram <laughs> where I haven't posted anything at all. I think Tate's posted like two things. And uh, Yeah, that was my mistake. Do we have a, do we have have a TikTok Instagram. yet? Is that a thing? <laughs> I can't even imagine. I'm not a TikTok. You guy. are a TikTok guy. Don't lie. Um, what's your TikTok, Jack? I don't even know. Jackson's still 69. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Follow us on. Nah, Winterfest should be a Winterfest should be a good. Um, for more yeah. hard hitting drift news and opinions and. Memes that Tate makes that I don't do any of. It's all Tate. (laughs) I made this up in like 15 minutes before the podcast, but yes. (laughs) Perfect. All right. um, Anyway. Anything else? Anybody got anything to say before we go? um, Yeah. We'll see oh, I should I should one. have a video should have a video coming out soon for round two as well. I, once, I once, should have one been, too, I'm, but I have very no, late. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be moving house, so once I've got my PC and everything and Sim stuff set up, then I'll I'll put an edit together and I'll put it out there. But it should be pretty funny. That Top Gun inspired. The oh, movie. that was brilliant. Yeah. Oh my god, that was. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> we can thank yeah. Hollands for that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was. Hollands hilarious. is the meme lord. We need to hire Hollands just to do content for us. Yeah. In term, just for memes. Here's here's the 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 key into our page. Just post there. Uh, he'll yeah. probably get us banned. Probably because he gets himself banned. He'll get us yeah. banned. Yeah, he does. He's <laughs> currently banned on Facebook. That's how. That's why the the AB invites for tonight had to go out on Instagram because <laughs> he was. Basically oh, is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. Oh, very good. Well, we'll be back hopefully sometime before round three because round three is not until August. So that's that's definitely yeah, August twenty eighth. So we might have yeah, something yeah. in between. You, you know, we might not have another lockdown at some point and have to have another drinking stream. But Ooh. We, I think we should probably just do that without the lockdown anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we should. We should tee up a drinking stream one one time again. Find some old yeah. footage to watch. Do it again. in person this time. And then yeah, and then we could just stream. Then we could just stream the chaos on the simulators afterwards. Oh yeah, that That'd didn't go well last yeah. time. I was really drunk when I tried that. It didn't. Yeah, exactly. Well. So we could just do that again. <laughs> Instead of it taking an hour for it to devolve, it'll take about three seconds. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do us here. That's episode number sixteen. Um, thanks everybody for watching and uh, be sure to follow us on all the socials. Tate might put a thing in a blurb or something for that. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Oh, it's party Tate. (laughs) 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 Anyway, thank you for watching slash listening and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks all. Goodbye. See ya.